Hi, everyone. I'm Molly Carr, and this is The Wedding Destination, a podcast for couples and creatives where we discuss all things destination weddings. As a destination wedding photographer, I have traveled the world and had the opportunity to work in some of the most beautiful places imaginable with some of the best and most inspiring wedding industry creatives out there. Whether you are a bride or groom planning your destination wedding, or a wedding industry creative hoping to grow your business, welcome and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. As you listen to today's episode, we would love to see where you are and what you're up to. Snap a photo and be sure to tag us at Wedding Destination Podcast. Welcome everyone. I'm so glad that you're here and that you're tuning into a conversation that I have been so looking forward to sharing with you all. The world-renowned filmmaker Peyton Frank joins me today, and after following her work for years, it is such an honor to have her here on The Wedding Destination. Peyton is a destination wedding filmmaker based in Austin, Texas, who is known for her romantic yet sweepingly cinematic style. Named one of the top videographers in the world by Harper's Bazaar, Peyton travels the world capturing luxury weddings from Paris to Aspen to Lake Como. Combining her background in art history with her love of people, Peyton's internationally renowned work has allowed her to collaborate with industry greats such as Monique Lelier, Jose Villa, and Katie Mary, and clients such as Casey Musgraves. Peyton, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to The Wedding Destination. Thank you so much for having me, Molly. I'm so excited to be here. It's wonderful to have you here, Peyton. You have such a beautiful vision and your work truly speaks for itself. And I'm really looking forward to our listeners to getting to know you better. So before we dive into all things weddings, can you just tell us a little bit about your start and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you mentioned in your lovely intro, I studied art history in in college and kind of have that background um, in art and and history and and philosophy as well. Um, And my junior year of of college, I actually started interning for a wedding planner. It was completely random. I had just, you know, driven by this cute little studio and and I didn't know it was a wedding planning company, Um, but I got curious and I, I Googled them and they were looking for interns. And I thought, well, goodness, I'm in a sorority. I've planned events for the sorority. I could do that. It sounds like fun. And and so I applied and met the owner and uh, started working there and, and would help on day of. And, you know, eventually by the time it was my senior year, I, you know, had a client of my own who, you know, I had totally met with and, and sold them on a, like a package and was planning their, their little wedding in Texas. And it was just such a wonderful experience. And, you know, the wedding industry wasn't something I was familiar with at all prior to this experience. And it just opened my eyes to, you know, this whole new world and all of these creatives and small businesses and women-owned businesses that this industry um, supports and and pours, pours so much love into. You know, totally unexpected, but it just changed my world. And you know, I wasn't a girl who who grew up like dreaming about her wedding or planning her wedding. 
but I just loved the creativity and, and, you know, getting to be a part of someone's special day and, and working with so many artists and, and business owners and other women. So when it came time to apply to grad school, which was my original plan, I, you know, kind of felt like, goodness, I just love working and, and being out there and collaborating with other people. Like, I think that that's more so the path that I want to choose. I knew that planning wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, I was like, that's okay. I'm going to take some time and figure it out. And I had taken a photography class my last semester in college. So I had purchased a camera from that and I had that. And, you know, after I graduated, I, I had a full-time job in, in marketing for, for a short amount of time, but um, still wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled and, and was playing with my camera more and more. And eventually one day I just kind of realized that it took video. I had a video mode and I was like, oh my goodness, like this is it. This is what I want to do. I had always had like little camcorders and would make videos and edit videos as a child just for fun and, and then kind of forgot about it until I realized, oh, this is what a video camera looks like, <laughs> you know, nowadays. Like it's the same as a stills camera and and that technology is really accessible and, and really great in quality and only continues to to improve every year. But yeah, so I just totally like went for it and just began teaching myself how to shoot and how to edit and then over time, how to incorporate audio and, you know, all of the different things that, that it takes that I was naive to when I first started, but, you know, just loved that journey of learning and playing and practicing and experimenting. Wow. And how amazing that you got your start actually working with a wedding planning firm. I think that is a very unique background for probably most filmmakers. And I have to imagine that that was such a wonderful introduction to the wedding industry, to really seeing how events function from a back-end perspective, to seeing all the different pieces, all the different creatives that come together. And that must have really positioned you in a great place when you decided to go out full-time as a filmmaker. Yeah, I definitely looking back, I, I think it was huge. I mean, it gave me insight that, you know, if I were just coming at coming, you know, into the business from, oh, I want to make videos, I'll I'll do weddings, I wouldn't have had such a deep appreciation for everything that goes into it. I'm, I mean, I also interned as like a florist intern, like during that time, like I really saw all the love and the work and the attention to detail that every vendor is putting into a wedding day and also what it is from their perspective, that whole process, you know, what a couple is going through when they're planning a wedding and what's important to them and how to make that process easier for, for the couple, as well as, you know, the photographer, the planner, the florist, like all of the creatives that are involved. So you really got started knowing you wanted to be in the wedding industry and then seeing what would be the best fit for you versus just starting out making videos and then kind of falling into weddings. It sounds like for you, it was a very intentional choice based on your background that you had kind of initially fell in, fallen into working with the wedding planner and then working in a floral studio that you realized you love the collaboration side of it and that you wanted to really be in the world of weddings. Yeah, I, I would say 
you know, I, I definitely wasn't thinking I want to be in weddings. I was just thinking I want to be a part of something where people are working together, you know, on one single vision and bringing something to life from scratch. And when I started doing video, I didn't have the thought that I would do weddings at all. Um, I had never watched a wedding video. I knew there were wedding videographers at the weddings that I would, you know, assist at and, and help plan. But I, you know, had never seen the videos. And of course, you know, on Instagram and everything, you know, 10 years ago, video wasn't really a feature. So it's not like you were seeing it often unless you sought it out. So I, I, when I found video, I was, I was just like, I just want to do this. And, and my first, you know, thought was, well, I can make films for other creatives, like commercial type work, and they can put it on their website to promote their brand and, and that um, sort of thing, which I absolutely loved. And I still do, you know, commercial work like that and want to con continue, you know, that side of my business. But it wasn't until someone kind of saw these little videos, brand videos I was putting together for other creatives. And they were like, well, when are you going to film a wedding? And I was like, oh my goodness, film a wedding. Like I even, that's never crossed my mind, but okay, I'll give it a try. And, and, you know, filmed my first wedding with literally just a Canon DSLR and a 50 millimeter lens. And like, that's all. <laughs> and just <laughs> fell in love with it it really kind of made me realize, no, this is, this is really special. And, and, you know, this side of being on the wedding of being present and in the moment with the couple and creative and creating something that will really last and, and capture all of these things that, that have so much meaning behind them. It was really special for me. So, so it's really just from there. And then, you know, my second wedding um, was a desti international destination wedding. So I, I kind of immediately got, got thrown into it and, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to know photographers and planners from my several years of experience in the industry and, and was able to start working with them and, and doing destination events and, and really wonderful events. Wow. So where was your first destination wedding then? Yeah, it was in Mexico at Nazuc Resort. Uh, it, it was beautiful, a beachside um, Indian wedding and, and just so fun. I mean, I hadn't really traveled internationally as, as a young adult. So my passport from a baby, being a baby was expired and I had to like rush it just to be able to film that wedding. Um, so it was totally new, new to me. And I just kind of got thrown right into it and, and figured things out and, and, you know, leaned on people who had experience to be able to reach out to them and, and get insight on, well, how does this work? How do you do this? <laughs> wow. That is absolutely incredible. So then from that second wedding that was in Mexico, what has led you to where you are now, where you are consistently traveling around the world, shooting these incredibly detailed, luxury, thoughtful, beautiful events? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just continuing to do a lot of work each year. Um, and that being weddings or collaborations with with other people in the industry who have a similar vision for, for their lives and business. Uh, during the pandemic, I think, you know, a, a big moment for me, which if you've ever heard me on another podcast in the last few years, I've definitely spoken with it, but working with Katie Mary, 
was a huge moment for me. She's really, you know, there in the world of luxury destination weddings and the first opportunity that we had to work together. We really, you know, just worked worked really well together and, and shared a similar kind of like vision for the work. And um, from there, we're able to continue to to work all over the world together. And, and you know, it's just one thing leads to another and you're continually meeting people and, and building relationships and, and building your portfolio um, in this industry. So, um, yeah, I think it, it just comes from doing work, putting it out there and then doing the next thing and, and, you know, having a vision for what kind of things that you enjoy doing, places you enjoy going, what you like to work on and, and always having that in, in mind when you make these decisions. That's incredible. And I mean, I can speak that the work that you and KT have put out together is truly exceptional. And I can just completely understand why that you are both so simpatico in the way that you work and in your personal style. And I mean, what an incredible collaboration between two of the absolute most amazing and inspiring women in the industry. So I know that you told Harper's Bazaar that wedding films for you are romantic, emotional, and bespoke. From the subtle and observational to the sweepingly cinematic, you want every couple to say, this film is so very us. So for me, that quote really stuck out for me because I think that is something that truly makes your work stand out and makes me be able to almost immediately recognize a Peyton Frank film even before I know that you are the filmmaker that created it. And I think really as an artist, when you're able to have your work speak for itself and be so immediately recognizable, that's when you know that you have really established your voice, that you really have, I think, just tapped into that amazing creative process. So can you tell me a little bit more about this and specifically how you make your films so intimate? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I think that, you know, I am definitely inspired by my art history background, spending years studying, you know, composition and color and lighting and looking at a lot of like classical painting and sculpture. I think just many years of that it informs all of the choices that I make. And then I think, you know, what hit me the most when I filmed my first wedding was how intimate of a position it is to be in, to be right there with these people on this momentous day um, with their friends and family. You know, people spend a lot of time figuring out who they're going to invite to this occasion. And you're one of them and and you're the one who is capturing this moment for, you know, not just the couple, but, you know, future generations of their family or, you know, people who couldn't be there. And to me, I just want to be able to capture how beautiful that, that day or that weekend, that celebration was and who these people are, like what their love is like for one another. And, you know, tell their story. You learn so much about people from their wedding day. And I think just being present and open to to that. And of course, you know, I, I can come in with a plan and a vision and inspiration, but the the biggest inspiration is always who are these people? What is their story? What is their love like? Why is this 
place that they're getting married so important to them you know some sometimes it's because they just love adventure and travel and, and chose a gorgeous destination. But sometimes, you know, places have really deep sentimental meaning as well. So it's just kind of taking all of that in from just being observational and, and allowing all of those things to come through and into you and to inspire what you're making. So I, you know, it's definitely that, that dance of, weaving kind of my vision and the way that I see the world with who this person is and and what their story is. That's incredible. Is there anything that you can really share on your creative process and how you really come in initially working with the client, the planner, the photographer, and ultimately your creative and art direction and that approach and really how you fuse those aspects with, like you said, really I'm wanting to understand the couple, their family, their story, and be able to tell that in a really meaningful way. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm typically working with um, a planner um, very closely leading up to the event, getting all of the logistics, getting the design board, you know, asking them what the design process was like, um, you know, to to arrive to where, where they are. Um, you know, the planner works so closely with the, the couple that they have so much insight and and they've been through so much of the storytelling process to pick the destination, the venue, the, you know, even the flowers and the color palette, just everything is typically telling a story. And then I always connect with the photographer ahead of time, you know, as a filmmaker, I just think it's so essential to be on the same page with that person. You're essentially, you know, the same team for that weekend. And it's very important that you're both on the same page that, you know, you kind of understand what story that you're each telling. So, you know, to me, I like to see final images if I can before I, you know, finalize like the color of, of a film just because I want it to, to look like it's from the same story in the same weekend. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm matching someone else's style completely, but um, I just want to make sure there's consistency um, and intertwining, you know, like I said, my perspective, but also with, you know, all the other creatives who are, who are involved, um, whether that's a really romantic and soft and, um, you know, beautiful wedding or something that's like a really fun party that's like dramatic and over the top, like, you know, there's so much personality in, in every event and, and just picking that out and, and getting on the same page with those creative partners um, that you'll be working with. You know, sometimes my weddings will have, you know, the stationer will be on site styling paper goods. And, and that's another, you know, point of reference to pick up so much storytelling, you know, through the invitation and, and the save the date. Like there's just so much storytelling within that art form that, you know, I want to continue through the film of, you know, these little places that are important or the dogs on the cocktail napkin and, and the cake, and it should definitely make an appearance in the film. So, you know, those sort of, sort of things. And then, you know, when I have the opportunity to connect, to connect with the client ahead of time, I absolutely love to do that. I love to hear, you know, what are they most excited about um, for their wedding film or their wedding weekend? Or what have they most been looking forward to? And it's always interesting to kind of hear what they might say to a really open-ended question. You know, sometimes it's, oh, well, I can't wait for, 
my dad to walk me down the aisle and to have the city in the background. Or, you know, I really just don't think a wedding's official until you exchange the rings. And like, that's the moment that that's the wedding to me. Or I just want to have a party with my friends and family and everyone to relax and take a break from reality and just have a really, really good time. So really just listening to, to that. And, you know, if, if, if I don't have the chance to connect with the couple ahead of time, some couples, you know, you just work with the planners, the main point of contact, because often our couples are very busy as we all are. And, and, you know, they, they can't meet with every single vendor ahead of time. So, um, you know, just observing them, whether that's at the rehearsal dinner or their welcome party, or, you know, maybe you're doing portraits ahead of time and, and just kind of tuning into them and their energy and, and how they're feeling, what they're saying and, and asking, you know, little simple questions to understand more. That's incredible. The amount of intentionality that you put into each wedding, I think really is not what you always see with filmmaking. I think sometimes it can be more of a documentary approach where you come in and just capture what you see around you. But for you, it sounds like a lot of the work is done before you even arrive to the wedding destination. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's it's a mix and you know, a lot of it is documentary. It's, it's just what's unfolding in front of you. But, um, you know, at the same time, if you know, you know, the first dance is the big moment or something like that, like you really want to put emphasis on that and come up with ways, well, wow, how can I make this the moment that really stands out and shines? Um, and that's either in the filming or in the editing, because so much of the storytelling is, is in the editing. Um, yeah, I, I just think that, being intentional and then also, you know, knowing that sometimes during portraits or, or moments like that, maybe a client can be nervous to be in front of the camera or shy. And, and if they say, oh, we want a really romantic, sweet film, or we want a really fun film that can really help inform, you know, maybe give them a bit of direction. Maybe if they want romance, tell them, Hey, go over there and just like have a moment. And then, you know, just take a stroll and I'll be over here. I'll capture it from afar, but just have that sweet, quiet moment together. Or if you know, you know, they're just excited and they, they want to have a party and, and they're excited for their fun in their film and, and they don't know what to do with portraits, like give them, you know, the opportunity to dance together or have some fun or, you know, get them with their bridal party, their wedding party to, to have fun and do what, what, you know, they're, they're excited about that weekend and not just maybe your standard go-to portraits or, or whatever, like really just being able to direct them into what feels natural and authentic to them. So you're really approaching a wedding with ideally some kind of story already in the back of your mind based on the couple and what they've shared with you. And then you're really fusing that with the documentary approach and seeing how the weekend unfolds naturally and being able to fit that all into one really cohesive story. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, you know, with video that photo doesn't have, we're, we're dealing with audio and, you know, I, I'm not really including audio on, on the preview edits that I share on Instagram. Audio is such a personal thing and a private thing. And, um, you never know what people are going to say in their vows or the toast. I mean, you just truly don't know. And so it's so interesting to, to listen and, and to hear and, and so fun to be able to work with that, 
in the edit and to use that to tell the story of, you know, their love for each other, but all of these people, like how they have watched their story unfold and, and who they are as people and as a couple. And, and it's so fun to, to just work with that. And, and you really truly never know what you're going to get. So you do have to be really open, uh, even going into it, you know, with what you think might, might happen. That's incredible. And, you know, I think that a lot of photographers and filmmakers really dream about being able to shoot such detailed, large-scale production events in destinations like you do. I know that while you're based in Austin, you are traveling the world many times every year with your clients. And so I'm curious with that, obviously, there is a much higher level of detail thought preparation that goes into executing high-end international events. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you manage that process? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a lot that goes into it more than just shooting, you know, a local wedding that's 30 minutes away from your house. So uh, just a bit of kind of my approach is I'm always researching a destination ahead of time, you know, finding out what I can online. What does it look like? How do you get around? Is this a renting a car situation, hiring a driver? Are we walking, you know, around the town? Um, What's the climate like? What kind of shoes will be appropriate? And getting as much info as I can. I'm, you know, leaning on the wedding planner a lot and also connecting with the photographer of, well, how are you guys traveling? Is there any way that, you know, we can work together? Should we each rent a car? And then, you know, you and I can take one car to, to this location and our, our rest of our team can take the other car and just stuff like that. Communication is just really key ahead of time to get all the logistics out of the way. And then something that I always do is I, I travel in with enough time to allow for contingency and for scouting the location and and understanding the destination. So as we all know, travel can be highly unpredictable. There are things that are completely out of our control. And, you know, our clients understand that. Anyone who travels understands that. There's weather, there's, you know, things going on with airlines or just, you know, unpredictable things that, that we can't plan for. So I always give myself 24 hours, a full 24 hours to deal with anything like that, delays, misconnections, uh, unexpected things. And then I, I have another full 24 hours for a scout day. That's just like an, getting yourself acclimated to where you are, understanding, you know, what are the sights and sounds and the colors and the textures of this destination? What makes it unique? Um, scouting the venue and, and maybe finding places that you couldn't find online or making sure things look like they did online or, you know, walking the route that, that you'll take um, on the wedding day, stuff like that. And that's for you. That's so that you're the expert on the wedding day when it comes to guiding your clients and having a vision for your clients or just kind of really being familiar with where you're at. Um, And then guiding your team as well. So, you know, sometimes these events are larger scale and and you want your team to be on the same page of, well, you'll be here while I'm here and this is the path we're going to take and all of that. You just want all the logistics to be ironed out as much as possible ahead of time. So that way you can be present and be creative and be freed up from all of that um, 
on the actual event days. That's amazing. And I think that really what you said about the 24-hour travel time, I cannot emphasize that enough. I think that sometimes when people are getting started and they book their first destination event and they often don't book it for a lot of money. So you're really trying to find ways to help figure out how to cut your costs down. And while that can be tempting, I think that that is something that is crucial to really build in for peace of mind. I think especially in post-COVID times with flights constantly being rearranged and with travel difficulties, you know, I know this year obviously the strikes in Europe are a big conversation. So many reasons why just for personal mindset and peace of mind as an artist, making sure that you give yourself plenty of time for a destination event, knowing that it really is completely different than an event that you're doing at home where you're able to hop in your car, have your equipment stored, drive to the venue and be back in your own bed. And with that, I know that- absolutely. So for you, Peyton, it sounds like really what you fell in love with from the get-go was the relationship side of- events. And like you had said in the very beginning, you really wanted to work with like-minded creatives. You really wanted to forge those connections and you just really love collaborating with people. So for newer photographers, filmmakers, creatives in the industry, do you have any advice for them on the best way how to make relationships with planners, photographers, venues, really other wedding industry creatives that will help lift up their career? Yeah, I think with with any professional relationship, you know, it's so important. It's so important to show up as your best self and show up, you know, understanding that uh, each and every one of our jobs are very involved and they can be very stressful at times. And, you know, we, we have incredible careers, but, you know, with weddings, there's, there's an extra layer of, um, you know, expectation and you don't get a do-over. You have to really perform in that moment and there are no excuses. And so just understanding that every vendor is, is going through that. And, and while, you know, when you're doing your job, it feels like the most important job, you know, that's exactly how the caterer feels, the florist, the, the planner. And, um, a planner, you know, they're often working with these clients anywhere from like six to 12 plus months um, longer than than you've been communicating with them and so much more intimately. So you want to show up and, and make their job as easy as possible. You want to, you know, be a clear communicator. You don't want to be someone who's unnecessarily needy or, or squeaky and in terms of, you know, things you could have figured out on your own, or maybe they already told you and you just didn't take the time to read through all of their emails and the documents. Um, you know, they're setting you up for, for success and um, really just taking the time to uh, understand things and understand all the thought that they put it into things and understand, you know, a timeline is a timeline for a reason. And, you know, you never want to delay that um, because you want more time with the couple to do something. You know, I, I've had other fem- filmmakers asked me, well, you know, I have had this vision and it was going to be incredible. And I wanted to do this and the, with the drone and the couple and in this field. And I'm like, that's amazing. I think that, you know, if you would have communicated that ahead of time to the photography team, the planner, the couple, 
that they would have seen your vision and valued your vision and wanted to give you the time and the space to be able to do that. But if that's not communicated ahead of time, it's very difficult to find an extra 5, 10, 15 minutes in the timeline if that hasn't been planned for. And, and you know, if you're not respectful of everyone else on the day of and, you know, you make the couple 15 minutes late to the reception and now the first dance is late and now the first course is late, you know, that that's really throwing a lot of things off that have, have been in the works for many, many months. Um, and oftentimes before you were ever involved. So just communicate ahead of time. If you're, you have a vision like that, communicate and, and, you know, show them that vision and be respectful of, of the process. I think that's such wonderful advice. And I mean, really, I think it all boils down to all coming together as one team, not the wedding planner, the filmmaker, the photographer, the caterer, everybody just trying to work in a silo and kind of create what's the vision in their mind. But I think, as you said, to having that intentionality where you really think about the story that you want to tell in advance and then reaching out to the other players involved to see how you're able to get that done. I mean, I think that extra value that you bring is appreciated by every single person. But so oftentimes, if you don't get there in advance and, you know, at 7 p.m. on the wedding day, you get this vision for this beautiful field moment with a drone at sunset. But by then, the timeline has already been in place. At that point, it's often too late to really be able to create that truly special experience. So really taking that time to be intentional in advance, I think is just so incredible for the overall flow of the day and for the overall success of the wedding day. Because when it comes down to it, that's Mm -hmm. what we all want is for it to be a beautiful, heartfelt, joyful, incredible experience for every single guest, family member, and for the couple. So I know that you really work in a lot of amazing destinations. So with that, are there any destination wedding trends that you've been seeing that you're excited about? Maybe it's you know multi-day events, maybe it's really unique locations or activities. Is there anything that you've been seeing or that you've been, you know, hearing that you're looking forward to in the coming year? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Multi-day events are always a favorite. Um, most of my clients are having multi-day events. I think, especially when you're have a, having a destination wedding, it is just so incredible to be able to provide your guests with that experience of inviting them out, not just for one day, but really hosting them the entire weekend and showing them, you know, different meaningful or beautiful places in that destination and, you know, telling that story of, of your wedding weekend through different events and, and really highlighting all of the special features, um, of that place. Um, so those are always a favorite. Um, I had a few, you know, multi, multi, multi day events last year and a few upcoming this year that I'm really excited about just because you're able to capture so much, you know, of the fun and the special moments, uh, with their friends and family. And, and, you know, something I always tell the couples or the planner, if they're on the fence about having video at, you know, say a welcome party or rehearsal dinner is have video, have photo whenever you're seeing your guests at the first event. Um, you know, just because it's a, a laid back welcome cocktails, 
like those hugs that you're going to be giving your girls that, that have flown in from all over the world or, you know, your distant family member, like those are priceless and, and you'll be so excited to see them at that first, first little event, even if it's casual. And then, you know, toasts are often taking place either at the welcome party or the rehearsal dinner, and people are often more relaxed. Um, they're willing to open up a bit more or, you know, say things that they might be too norm- nervous to say, like on a formal wedding day, or more people are speaking. So to be able to capture those besides just the wedding day, I think is really special and, and an opportunity to not be missed. I completely agree. And I oftentimes will see that a couple will have the filmmaker at sometimes less events than the photographer. And when that is the case, and there are those inevitable, spontaneous, joyful moments that, like you said, honestly can almost be more emotional and meaningful in the days leading up to the wedding, because there's just that natural buildup that comes along with it. And also the fact that I think there's a little bit less pressure. I think that really that can be some of the most meaningful footage that oftentimes if you don't have your filmmaker there looking back, couples really, really regret that and say, I really wish we had had that on film. So I think that's just absolutely wonderful advice. So I know that you have really worked all over the world from Colombia to Lake Como. Just as a side note, do you have any favorite destination wedding locations? So one of my favorite destinations ever, I've actually never filmed a wedding there. It's definitely on my list, but it's in Big Sur, California. So it's still, um, it's still in the U.S., but that's just one place that like really stole my heart when, when I visited for, for the first time and I would love to do a wedding there. But, you know, besides that, I, I'm, I'm just inspired by travel and seeing new places and and seeing new things. And, you know, when a couple is able to take their friends and family and show them, you know, a place that everyone maybe hasn't been before. I just think that's so beautiful and and what a special gift to, to give everyone and a gift to give yourself too, because people are, you know, they're just for you. They don't they have anything else going on that, that weekend. Like they're just there to be present and have a good time and, you know, escape reality for a moment and live in this fairy tale of, of beauty and love that, that you've created for them. So every destination is, is unique and beautiful. Oh, I could not agree with you more. And Peyton, I know that many of our listeners probably already follow you and are big fans of yours. But for those who may have just met you, where can we follow and learn more about you? Yeah, the best place to stay up to date is on Instagram. It's just at Peyton Frank. Um, I love to post stories when I travel. You know, one way that uh, I love to just view the world is to just take iPhone photos and iPhone videos. And, and you know, that's really a part of my scouting process, too, is is to just experiment in that way and, and see how things are translating. So definitely Instagram stories, posts. And yeah, that's the best way. Fantastic. Peyton, I know that I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together today and that our listeners will too. Thank you so much for joining me. 
Thank you so much, Molly. It was such a joy. And I, you know, talk about destination photographer. I, I'm always so inspired by your travels to Paris and, and the way that you see and capture the world. And, and it was such an honor to, to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Wedding Destination Podcast. I'm Molly Carr, and you can follow me on Instagram at Molly Carr Photography and the podcast at Wedding Destination Podcast. We hope you will leave us a five-star review on iTunes and join us next week for a new episode. We'll talk to you soon.